0: Hey, hey, this is Mountain Bike Ben, and you're listening to New England Dirt on Mountain Bike Radio. New England Dirt, Mountain Bike Radio. (laughs) What's up, New England Dirt listeners? This is Mountain Bike Ben. Hey, so this show is made possible by the support of companies interested in providing unique, informative, and dedicated long-form entertainment. Now, i got to give a big shout-out to the presenting sponsor of New England Dirt, Papa Wheelie's. They are your go-to shop for all things cycling. Whether you're just starting out, you're a hardcore racer looking for a custom build, or you fall somewhere in between. With locations in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Natick, Mass., and Bay Bicycles in Boston, Papa Wheelies offers bikes for everyone in the family. They offer brands like Cannondale, Giant, Live, Specialized, Salsa, Santa Cruz, yeah, that's where I got my mega tower, and plenty more. Now, brands do vary by location, so make sure to check out their website to find out more information. Now, Papa's is staffed with mountain bikers. This is why I love these guys, right? This is why I bring my mega tower to them to work on because they know what they're doing. They offer expert professional service to keep your bike riding right. And every new bike purchase includes three years of free tune-ups. Three years of free tune-ups. That's awesome. And of course, my favorite part, when you buy a mountain bike for $2,000 or more, Papa Wheelies will buy you a one-year NIMBA membership. What, you already have a NIMBA membership? Don't worry, dude. PAPA's will pay for your your renewal, all right? So they got you covered for the next year. Now, new 2020 bikes are rolling in every day. Plus, all in-stock 2018 models are 20% off until they're gone. So head over right now to PAPA's and check them out. Now, you know I like to give back. Dan, Hannah, Bree, the whole Houston family, the whole team at PAPA Wheelies, love you guys. Thank you so much for sponsoring this. So listeners, please go visit their team in one of their locations and mention that you heard about Papa Wheelies on New England Dirt. You don't live in the area? Come on, just send them an email, info at papawheelies.com, and let them know how much you appreciate their support of New England Dirt. This episode of New England Dirt is supported by Dirt Components. Coming straight out of Austin, Texas, Dirt Components is a carbon rim manufacturer that got its start back in 2014. That was when owner Patrick Reed got tired of looking for upgrades to his school bus yellow Pugsley and decided to take matters in his own hands, building his own carbon tubeless rim to get the job done. Since then, Patrick has added several more rims to his lineup, starting with his Thumper, which is that fat tire. It's a 26 by 82 millimeter rim. Patrick has now added mid-fat rims, 27.5 rims, two niner rims, and also a 700 by 23 c gravel rim. But it's not just rims. They also build custom wheels perfect for your next upgrade. Now, personally, I just upgraded the wheels on my Mega Tower to a set of Dirt Components Rough Country 29 by 30.1 millimeter carbon rims. They're custom laced to Industry 9 Hydra hubs with DT Swiss Competition spokes and Paceline 7075 nipples. This is Dirt's premium setup all hand-built right at Dirt Headquarters in Austin, Texas, and intended for trail use. The Rough Country Rim, paired with the Hydra Hubs, is their all-trail go-to setup for someone looking for adventure or who likes riding the A-Line, and of course, everything in between. Now, I've had these wheels running for the past few weeks and have sessioned them really hard on some nasty New England tech and on the free ride trails at Highland, and they are seemingly bomb-proof. As many of you know, I'm a big dude and can easily say that these wheels are, as Jerry likes to put it, big guy approved. Now, please note, I am also running some tire inserts from Vittoria. They're Vittoria Tires Airliners. These will help protect these beauties for several years. So go check out Dirt Components for yourself at dirtcomponents.com and then listen to Ben Wellnex in my interview with Patrick Reed, the owner of Dirt Components, at this year's Dirt Rags Dirt Fest in PA. Thanks, Patrick, and Dirt Components for supporting New New England Dirt. Dirt Mountain. How's it going everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of New England Dirt coming from Nimbafest 2019. I am joined now by Craig Metcalf from Kuat. Howdy. Thanks for yes. joining me, man. Yeah, well, thanks
1: for having me here. Um so That's awesome. Kuat. Kuat. Yeah, you got to you got to say it with that Kuat. That Missouri draw. So all right. So for those of you who don't know, why don't you give a, a, a quick like
0: over, uh, overview of who uh, Kuat racks? Totally,
1: totally. So, so Kuat. So, kind of where the name comes from. Um, Luke Kushmeter, He's the KU. Okay. He's our he's our founding president. You know, steering the ship. And then the guy he started it with Brian Atkinson is the AT. So it's just the first two letters of each of their name Kuat put together. Um, they're all from uh, Southwest Missouri, uh, Springfield, Missouri, which is where Kuat's. Uh, home-based um we're we're 10 years old this year oh wow yep, yep. that's awesome yeah 0809 um, yeah that's where it started started off with um with the hanging style rack back then i mean platform racks weren't really thing and it was it was it was hanging style and there wasn't an aluminum option and yeah they were all heavy steel luke and brian were like how how is this not possible how how are ATV racks and moto racks, you know, able to to be manufactured out aluminum, and um, that kind of turned into the, the the first lightweight aluminum hanging rack, and then now you can you can see the industry's changed a little bit towards platform racks. So, but but we, was was Kuat one of the first ones to do the platform rack? We we um, were yeah, you technically say, the first. I don't know technically if it was the first, but we were definitely you know. Early to kind market set, with yeah. It. Setting the yeah. trend, yeah. With with the with the first ever platform style rack, we we also are kind of known for having a built-in repair stand, right. so, which is which is a cool cool thing to have. But yeah, we're um, you know innovation is is pretty important, so it's um, yeah yeah. That's a little bit of backstory on Kuad, I guess. So how long have you been with the company? I've been with the company for about three and a half years. And what is your current role? Current role um, is the IBD account manager. So, uh, oversee all of our US accounts, uh, help out with our, our territory reps, um, <laughs> attend all of our dealer facing events, and as well as some awesome consumer facing events. So,. You know, it's, there's, we're, we're a pretty tight-knit group at Kuat. We don't have a ton of people, so everyone kind of wears a different hat. Sure. Uh, multiple hats, I would say. One of my cool positions is that I'm the unofficial official historian. So I have to keep the R&D guys from just trashing every single item. Uh, I got to hold on to a little bit of history, you know, create that museum. So you can kind of see the lineage of, you know, the, or the progression of, of of our industry. So it's kind of cool. So, where did you come from that that led to Kuwait? So, what were you doing beforehand? Yep. So, I'm, I'm originally from Southwest Missouri, um, but for about a I don't know ten year stretch prior to moving back home, uh, lived out in Colorado. Cool. So, did uh, worked in a lot of a lot of bike shops, worked in the ski industry. Um, kind of, I guess, not that I didn't love the outdoors, but really like cemented, you know, I want to I want to make a if I can a career out of this. Out of this industry, yeah, yeah. and then it, when you when you start having kids, you know it is so nice to have family, and everyone's centrally located back in Southwest Missouri. So um, it, I feel like it, it just kind of, um, you know, is kind of a little bit meant to be. Is just you know transition back, you know, have a great support network, and and lo and behold, um, Kuat's headquartered right there. So nice. Yeah, it's been it's it's been an absolute. Uh, dream so. So,
0: known for really, I think, um, highly stylized, really good looking racks, which was a change to the market as well. Sure,
1: aesthetics are
0: have to be right up on par with functionality. Well, and, and I mean, people are putting these on their vehicles, which they buy because they like the looks of them. That's one of the right. you know big things that people look. You know, nobody buys a car that they think is ugly. Sure. And then all of a sudden you
1: slap an ugly rack on it and you're like, oh, you do that you don't want to, you really nice bike. I mean, as we're sitting out here, I don't know if Santa Cruz this and pivot that, and right. Nice right. wheels and I mean, you know, there's a reason that the customer picked out that machine. So, right.
0: So that rack is sort of that that tie between yeah, the two of them. Another
1: extension you yeah. know, of their their personality.
0: So so, and then. The functionality of I mean, the introducing the, the bike stand in the rack. I mean, I remember when that happened. I was like, it's freaking brilliant. Like, everybody is waiting to be able to work on their bike or need to spin through the gears real quick or just yeah. throw some some lube on the chain at some point and having that built-in rack. Early is-
1: on, it's kind of cool. We made an adapter that works with the Thule rack, the Yakima rack. Oh, no kidding. a couple of other racks. I, and I saw one the other day on eBay. Oh, really? Like, that's the adapter, and it still works with all those you know early model racks. No so, kidding. No. That's cool. A little neat history. bit of history. So, did you buy it from eBay? So did you put it in your museum? <laughs> yeah, I need to because uh, <laughs> I don't think there's one floating around. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna expense that <laughs> that purchase. That's chalked up to the museum. That's we have to have that.
0: <laughs> that's great. So, what what is it that that keeps like Kuat, like keep keeps them going? And I mean, because that's a competitive market, and there's some big brands in that market that have been around brands. for a long time and. I mean, I would think that it's kind of hard to break into that market, and I would think that it's kind of hard to rise to the level that you have risen to already in 10 years.
1: I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. I mean, you know, there's, we do spend a, a ton of time on design, and, and that is extremely important. But to be honest, I mean, it's all about the service. It's, it's day in, day out, it's customer service. Uh, if, if this customer is willing to invest in your product, you know, we are willing to take care of that customer for as long as they're going to support us. And I think no matter what industry you find, I mean, customer service, customer service, customer service. And so that's probably our number one thing that we can't emphasize, you know, more to shops who are not familiar with our brand or customers who are not familiar. It's, it's that, you know, we have great products, you know, they're going to look great. But at the end of the day, to have that monkey off your back, knowing that, you know, Kuat's going to take care of you no yep. matter what, no worries warranty. Yep. It's, I, I, I think that's, that's, you know, helped quite a bit. Yeah. Cool. So cool. Yeah. Service, um, aesthetics. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think we're, you know, we we're kind of look at products out there and think that we can make things interact and be more efficient and, and look better. So you were talking about the
0: fact that the two guys who started it, were the coup and the at? Yep. Were sort of answering the call that they had of why can't we why why isn't there a lighter weight? So, I mean, were they diehard riders? Were they in the moto world? Like, how did this all come about for them?
1: Yeah, the um, I'm pretty sure, sure Brian's uh, Brian's dad manufactured ATV racks that were lightweight, and so then hence you know why is this bike rack you know weighing not much less than my atv rack that can hold this so so that's how it started with the aluminum side but, but yeah and we're <clears throat> we're kind of nestled in the ozarks so super close to northwest arkansas totally um river scene's huge i was I mean, gonna we say have, yeah we've Paddling got some serious yeah we've got some serious hiking biking um yeah we're just gear junkies outdoor enthusiasts yeah
0: so bikes was the founding part of it yes so are you guys branching out into other sports at this
1: point we are. We are. We uh, last year launched our first uh, ski rack. It's a cool. clamshell style. Um, that's been awesome. And this past- uh, for, for, uh, for roof? For roof, yep. Okay, yeah, yep. Attaches to your roof bars. Um, a four-ski or a six-ski or two snowboards or four snowboards, but- um,
0: And is cool. it factory-mounted racks, or is it like, do, do you have, I mean, like, not to name names,
1: but some of the other manufacturers out there have, like- Actual racks that you totally, put on. Totally, it'll it'll adapt with any factory or aftermarket crossbar system. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, awesome. Different colors. Everything's extruded aluminum, bombproof, no plastic parts. I mean, this thing's going to be you know the last ski rack you buy. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's been awesome jumping into the the snow sports side. We're not finished yet. There's going to be some cool stuff for this fall in the snow side. Um, and then water. I mean, water's you know our hometown. So uh, we have uh, released two two different kayak racks. So a folding J rack and then a standard J rack. Okay, again so, for cross a crossbar. Yep. yep application. Fits any factory or aftermarket. Yeah. Cool. Um. And is that sort
0: of the the trajectory now for for Kuat is to to branch into the other sports?
1: I think we want to continue to innovate those other categories. The I mean, bike is our. Bike is our heart, and we're definitely not um, stopping with our current bike line. There's there's going to be some some awesome stuff here here soon, but yeah, the the other the other categories, whether it's you know more water, more snow, um, cargo. I mean, we want to continue to to put our taste take on on products out there. Yeah. So it's it's going to be pretty pretty rad here soon. Nice,
0: nice. All right. So why are you here? Why is Kuat here at NimbaFest?
1: Because why besides the fact she that be? it's freaking awesome here, right? Because it's Northern Vermont. It's Kingdom Trails. It's passing through Stowe on the way up. It's <laughs> everything about Vermont, which is awesome. Um, I mean, we're here because you know, ultimately, brand awareness. I mean, this is sure. This is not our we're not home based in the Northeast and we're, we're still, you know, 10 years old or young. I mean, we want to, we want to, you know, offer our products to to everyone out here. Um, and we support this industry. I mean, we, we want to keep this, this industry going. We support our dealers. We, we are like, Probably out of all the, the brands in our industry, I mean, we don't sell direct to consumers. So, at the end of the day, we're we want you to go back into your shop. We want you to go back into your gear store, and we want to we want to keep this this going. Mm-hmm. So, nice. How
0: often are you at bike events? Like, I mean, is this do you have yeah. a circuit that you're doing? Um,
1: I do do probably a pretty good split probably like 10 events you know half dealer facing half consumer facing i mean the big one sea otter that's a huge consumer and dealer facing media yeah, for event sure, yeah um the gopro games in vale i was just there a couple weeks ago that's How was awesome that? i mean one year in Vail, so Vail's awful you know never <laughs> good. never go, <laughs> never go to Vail. Um, no it's that, that's a, that's an awesome event It. um you know, a lot of the same guys I'll see whether it's a demo driver or another right. brand. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of cool to see them. You know, it's it's like a little family or a little crew that you see throughout the year. It's what I envision like people that did like touring with the
0: Dead or yeah. with Fish. Like you, you keep kind seeing of the meet same up with people. people, right? It's like we do a bike tour together. Yeah. Every
1: year. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's a it's a cool. I mean, if if you can get in the industry and make this work, it's pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so this is new for you being in the industry.
1: New-ish. Uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the, I worked for a robotic ski manufacturer. So I would be, I would bounce around to ski shops throughout the U.S. and fix their robot machine.
0: So grinders? like Yeah,
1: like the big automated stone grinder, side edge, for? basically. Um, CSA Snowwell-ish, okay. like a Montana or like a Wintersteiger yep. or something like that. But yep. yeah, we had the big, like, big robo machines that would pump, like, I don't know, 20,000 a year. It would tune Crazy. like six rental shops, eight rental shops and just feed them from like four to midnight, so you know, you
0: brought the machine to the shop.
1: We, we would install the machines. We would install the boot dryers, the ski racks in the rental shop. Gotcha. We would, and then I was a service tech. So when, when sensors went down and you know, Hey, you got to get out to Loon and fix that machine now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. So what do you think? I mean, is this like,
1: well, I'm stoked that we're now hopping that back in, you know, personally yeah. back in the ski industry because that's, 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 yeah, uh, now you get to go to skiing. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go out to Winter <laughs> OR out in Denver and, ah, uh, you know, I got to. Right,
0: right. Oh, shucks. We got to go skiing again. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, I just, I, I love, I, you know, I can make it work right now and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You're pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, good. It's pretty fun. Good. Very cool. So, um,
0: besides where you live and ride and besides here at Nimba Fest, which is your other favorite place to go on ride?
1: Um, I mean, I'm pretty partial to Colorado, just spending some time there. Um, however, the California riding is, is, is awesome. Uh, I'd, I'd love to go, I think I'd love to head up to the Northwest. I've never been to the Northwest or. Cool like the Sedona ish I mean yeah. I know that's similar um, just slab rock or just you know um, kind of moab style but I think the Northwest would be next on my bucket list yeah nice I've done I've done some stuff in Pisgah and Charlotte and you know the Midwest and Colorado and stuff in California soCal but yeah I think the Northwest yeah cool nice yep
0: well Craig thanks so much man yeah how can, how can people find it. out information about
1: uh, a Kuat, you can head over to kuatracks.com. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, um, your local bike shop. I mean, just pop in there yeah. and just say you want some you want some Kuat love. You want to see some racks in there. So. Nice.
0: Nice. Yep. Well, we'll link it all in the show notes and everything, but thanks for taking Sweet. some time. Well, I
1: appreciate it. Talking
0: about the racks. I got to get my hands on one at some point. Yeah. We can get that, that Actually, I, I mentioned that to you, Aiden, on the way up, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did, Yeah. Because my rack is uh, old and tired, and I'm like, man, I gotta get one of those. We can freshen that up for sure. Yeah, cool. Well, Craig, again, thanks so much, dude, and uh, I hope you have a really good time this
1: weekend. It's this gonna be a. Oh, this a is another day in weekend. paradise. You can't right? go, you can't have a bad day out here. Yeah, This is awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you. What up,
0: New England Dirt listeners? It's Mountain Bike Ben. Hey, sorry to interrupt your show right now, but I gotta throw some love to another company that stepped up and supported this very episode, the Outdoor Gear Exchange. Burlington, Vermont's favorite locally owned gear shop since 1995, the Outdoor Gear Exchange, or as it is known locally, OGE, is known and loved for their trustworthy and knowledgeable staff, unparalleled selection, and extensive gear consignment program. And their bike shop is nothing to sneeze at either. Their highly trained bike mechanics, maintain technical certifications from Fox rock shock and Shimano to provide you with the absolute best bike service available from full in-house shock rebuilds and dropper post overhauls to custom wheel building and beyond. So the next time you're in Vermont, be sure to roll into their enormous shop in the heart of downtown Burlington, right on church street, super cool location. If you've never been there, go church street is a rad place. Or obviously, you can shop online, too, from anywhere at their website, GearX.com. And if you want to save some money on your next OGE or gear purchase, use this exclusive, get ready, exclusive New England Dirt coupon code. Use O-G-E-M-T-B at checkout for 20% off one item. Valid until the end of this year, twelve thirty-one 2019 And please note that some exclusions may
1: apply. O-G-E, thank you. And and you're 11, but you shred. Like, that's a nice bike. The kids that are out there right now. That's a a custom uh, handmade Denver Alchemy full suspension. Uh, Yeah, that's a nice bike right there.
2: (laughs) How long have we been coming up here? Is this on?
0: Yeah, you're on oh, now. Okay. I pressed record already. <laughs> right. we we're talking cool things about kids. That's so cool. well, I'm just, I'm just going to bring it back. So I'm so, kind
2: of leading into that. Well, that's why I was asking how long have we been coming up to NIMBA Fest here. So yeah. I, let me, let me preface this. this?
0: I, so so I ended the, the last podcast with Craig here from Kuat Racks. And then all of a sudden, Sean started asking some good questions. So we've turned it back on, and I want Sean to ask questions. We've been coming to NIMBA Fest. It's been bes- eight? B- Besides the hiatus.
1: Yeah, 8 years. Oh, the hiatus. Right. What happened there? I think life. I life, yeah. Life. Yeah. Family? You know. Yeah, I know. I've got, You've three, got kids. I've got three.
0: Yeah, so do I. Yeah. You
1: Yeah, I've got a a 5-year-old and two 2-year-olds. Twins. Oh, yeah. How's that? Twins are a uh, man, that's a that's a they're interesting. They're identical twin boys, all boys. So it's a uh, mom's got a lot a lot to deal with at home right now. <laughs> Back in Missouri, when I'm out here at Kingdom Trails, <laughs> but we've got a great support network. I mean, that's why you moved to family, right? Know? It, it takes is a village. Yeah. So it does. So Sean's expecting his first. Oh, cool! Congrats!
2: Thank you. Yeah, hopefully next year, uh, maybe I can get the wife to come.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll have your uh, your family with you.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be eight months at that point, so maybe maybe a trailer bike type <laughs> sure. si- situation. Throw the yeah. kid in the back and ride around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So but, okay.
2: So. The point of the eight years was... Yes, thank you. um, The dynamic here has changed. Like, you just mentioned the kids. I I don't think that was a thing last time. Like, when we started coming up here, there weren't kids. I think it's our generation now is starting to have kids and bring them to these events. And now, like, all day long, the kids have been ripping through here. Like, I don't know, two, three-year-olds on strider bikes, and they're not necessarily even... Well, the little guys are accompanied by adults, but... This kid's ripping through here with a, their friends and having a grand old time. Like, Well,
0: and Aiden, you don't have a microphone in front of you, so maybe you can just come over here and say it. But, I mean, I was bringing Aiden and, and Annika, his sister, to Vimba Fest and Nimba Fest, and you were like the only kid there, weren't you? Uh,
2: at
1: Vimba Fest?
2: Well, when, I was at, when we were at Vimba Fest, I,
0: I wasn't the only kid, but I was one of the younger people that was there. I mean, there were the, you know, I was probably, what, 12? There was a handful. Of
2: <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. I was, I was I would say, the youngest that was there. Yeah, totally. Like, there were a lot of 15-, 16-year-olds there, and then there's me, a 12-year-old who's there, where I was probably 12, 13 at that point. Maybe. I just remember I had
0: Annika on a tag-along, tag- and we were doing the night rides, Nice. That was awesome. And we were the only, it was the only family that was going out for a night ride. I distinctly remember that. So yeah, so that's changed. And I agree with you, Sean, is that because our generation who grew up mountain biking is growing up now as family men, we are getting our wives involved in it.
2: Sure. And we're yeah. getting our kids involved in it. I mean, Do I don't kids- think my wife had ridden since she was like a little kid herself until she met me, and now I've got her out riding, and <laughs> we're out fat biking in the winter, and right.
1: hopefully uh, soon enough we'll be doing the family thing too. But and hopefully the events see that and they build things for kids activities, right? Well, I know they that, help. I know that they've specifically done that here at Nimbus Fest. Yeah, I, I've seen that at other events. I mean, they have. The cool strider pump tracks and they have they have things that like okay if i'm going to come out here and camp you want to try to entertain a three-year-old out here <laughs> you know with yeah try try that try to do it <laughs> twice um <clears throat> so they see that and they like they understand that this is also a draw and this is this is going to be a fun experience
2: yeah yeah
0: but that dynamic has certainly changed and sea otter was that way big time this the past two years right been talk like,
1: about uh, an event that's that has it all and continues to grow i mean everything every uci sponsor race whether it's road slalom downhill enduro to incredible media to kind of kicking off the season in april to product launches to i mean the big brands are co- they come out to there with with a good presence so it's it's i mean it's it's pretty if you haven't attended or if you haven't been it's i would put that on a bucket list. Yeah, I need to go out there. And it's Monterey, I mean. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like northern Vermont, but just very different.
0: Very different. <laughs>
1: yes. there's a beauty out there.
0: So Sean was actually asking and the whole reason that we turned this back on is Sean was asking questions cuz Sean's an engineer. And and asking questions, Greg, of you that I was like, I didn't even think about that. So
2: So, I you know, I was just asking like where it's all manufactured and uh, where the home bases and uh, if it, you know if you keep it local or things like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, totally. So we, we've we've um, we've had the same manufacturer um, overseas a- in China for the last ten years, and uh, you know it, it's been a pretty cool experience. I mean, we've been able to scale <clears throat> how they are a- how they are able to produce our our racks from from you know machine that's not so specialized to you know custom extrusion devices um able to do really intricate you know shapes we, we use a lot of high-end materials we use a lot of, a lot of aluminum where we can and a lot of cast material um where we need some rigidity um <laughs> kuat's kind of known for for being you know it's it's pretty iconic in the way that it looks and and how we achieve that is through custom machinery so we've been able to scale um with the same manufacturer so that that's been it's been great um
2: Hey, you can definitely see that with the attention to detail of the products. Like it's, it's not just a square tube that's slapped right. on your bumper. It's, it's custom designed for that, and it, it's totally. a quality product.
1: Totally. We we always say that um, it's got a it's got a function as good as it looks, uh, or look as good as it functions. So yeah, it's um, that's that it's is not important. a
0: form over function or anything like that. It's the combination of the two. Yeah,
1: the the R&D guys are not. They don't hesitate to scrap things if we can't get a certain shape. You know projects that are maybe ready to prototype if, if we can't work through an aesthetic part of it, I mean, it's, we'll go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's that important. So. So you're
0: also telling us about the, uh, sort of just the vibe at the, at the, at the factory or at the, the home base. Yeah. Home
1: base. Then. Yeah. The culture is pretty cool. The, uh, a lot of the guys went to high school together. So it's, I want to say we're up to, you know, with, with the whole crew in Springfield, we're up to 30 ish people and it's, yeah. You know, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of the guys were friends growing up in high school and in college and, um, you know, have stayed, you know, rooted in southwest Missouri, and it's, it's, it's really cool. It feels fun to go to work. It, work is work and, and definitely is. Yeah, it's still a job. Yeah, it's still a job, day. but, yeah. man, when you can have a job with your friends, it, I mean, it, it feels like, what did I do? You know, I, I accomplished a lot today, but I was hanging out with my best friend. So <laughs> that's awesome. That is kind of cool. Is Springfield, Missouri, what where Springfield from The Simpsons is based off of? I'm sure we have our parts. I, th- I think it's a it's a good mix, combination of like all the Springfields. But I mean, you know, the Ozarks are interesting.
0: It might be Springfield, Illinois. I, I don't know.
2: That I'm Springfield, sure they have the, they've got ocean, mountains, plains. <laughs> Who knows where it's based? Yeah, space? yeah. It, it's every every Springfield rolled into one. See, I, I thought it was like Massachusetts. No.
0: It's definitely there's no Massachusetts Here's a fun story. Sl- slang or uh, or accents.
2: <laughs> <That's true. laughs> when I was younger, we were driving to um, the Big E down in Mass for a convention, and I was in charge of directions. And we were going to Springfield, which is where it is. Except from New Hampshire, we're heading out, and you can either go south to Springfield, Massachusetts, or north to Springfield, Vermont. Oh.
1: And when we got to Springfield, oh, no. Vermont,
2: there, there was no convention center. Um,
0: There's nothing in Springfield, Vermont.
2: Yeah, that was the last time I was in charge of directions. <laughs> I
1: think it took a wrong turn.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so it sounds like, I mean, you got you got a really cool thing
1: going on down there. It's pretty special. Um, it, um, I'm lucky to, to work with this group of guys and um, I think what we're doing is, is awesome and... We really support this industry, and we just want everyone to have some some ra- hashtag rack love, some some kuat in their lives. So. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and so everybody, I mean, like, are you guys doing lunchtime rides together? The, we do, we do that. We um, we do like these fun company days once a quarter. Nice. Last company day I think once like,
0: a quarter. Yeah, once a quarter. Everybody who's working in a <laughs> uh, in a building right now, listening to this on your lunch break that has anything to do with human resources, yeah. I want you to hear that.
1: Hey, yeah, take care of your employees, right? Once a quarter, they once, do a once fun Once a quarter, day. company day. Last company day, which was a couple weeks ago, we went to our local uh, wakeboard cable park. Oh! oh that's that's pretty awesome. fun if you all haven't done a cable park. Uh, we definitely need some practice uh, out, out <laughs> there, but we're not afraid to, to muster up the courage to hit that big eight-foot jump full speed. And oh, just sit yeah. So, <laughs> Did everybody show up to work the next day? <laughs> we were all a little bit like... <laughs> I think I slept wrong over the weekend. Or, yeah, a little tight. But no, it's it's uh yeah, it's we're we're able to do that and it's um it's you know, it's a good team building, you know. Any any activity that you do as a company, it's any socializing outside work is only helps, you know, strengthen the relationship at work. So it's yeah. It's been it's been really fun. Nice. Nice. What else have you done for uh Man, what else here? Corporate fun days. Corporate fun stuff. We do some Friday lunches which are kind of nice. Nice. Um, it's not the one where you
0: like everybody has to put in a business card and like No,
1: this is this is one where each department <laughs> gets a certain get gets tasked with feeding the office for lunch. So, yeah. oh, nice. Whether it's pizza or people are going to We're kind of known for Chinese uh, Chinese food in Springfield. Oddly enough, we're we're known for like cashew chicken. Really? We're dubbed the unofficial official Maybe it's the official cashew chicken capital of the U.S.
0: Get out of here! We're talking
1: like General Chicken, Cashew Chicken, Sweet and Sour Chicken, Orange Chicken. You know, if you you, you probably had good General Chicken or Cashew Chicken, but um, it's probably not as competitive as Springfield, Missouri, when it comes to that. Yeah, it's it's like the real deal. <laughs> um, Seattle might
0: be known for its coffee, but Springfield, Missouri, is known for Known for its... <laughs> Brad Pitt and Cashew Chicken and Coonan. <laughs> Those are three things <laughs> one takeaway
1: Brad Pitt cashew chicken Kuat um, yeah uh, yeah having the having the culture is you know helps any employment any work so Friday do you think that, that is
0: part of the magic of what makes Kuat who I mean there is something I mean there's a like I, think I said it's, there's a number of choices out there when it comes to what rack you're going to put on your car to carry your bike right and to our point already, like you have a fancy car, you got a fancy bike. What are you putting in between to kind of complete the package?
1: Is this part of the magic that makes it? That is because that helps empower everyone at Kuat to, to the to know when you ever have to interact with Kuat. I mean, it's going to be as genuine. It's going to be like talking to a family member. We're you're part of our family, and you know, like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna invest in Kuat, I mean, we we've got your back no matter what. So I think what solidifies it is you know if you're if you're willing to make that a little extra investment when you ever have to interact with kuat it's you know it's like oh my gosh you know why, why one of our people yeah it's so you know you're you're part of our family so we 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 try to be as real and as authentic and as genuine and as helpful and and whenever you know we're not afraid to you know, if there's any issues like all overnight apart to some random hotel in Moab to make sure that you're going to get your rack going, or um, and you're not going to miss your trip. I mean, it's 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 absolutely important. If if we're never out of anything, I mean, if we have to go to the warehouse and and rip apart racks to get a certain part that you need, I mean, we're going to make that happen. So that's that 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 sort of mentality and that reputation in in the cycling industry has, what f- I think, created this. What feeds that dedication? Because that's
0: that's that's uncommon, and it's so uncommon, not not necessarily in the bike industry or in the outdoor industry, but it's just uncommon now for a
1: company to go to bat for its its customers, right? So what 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 feeds sure. that? I, I think a lot comes from Luke, the our owner, um, just knowing <laughs> that no matter what the customer, I mean, nothing is ever worth. Um, you don't want to lose a customer over you know some little part that we can get out to you. It, when it comes down to it, it, we're we're going to always do whatever we can to help you out because I mean that's that's the right thing to do. But if does it come it down to,
0: to a it. bottom line like you need every single customer to be on your side so that you don't?
1: I mean, no, you never want to lose a
0: customer. Totally. Right,
1: but I, I think it just comes down to no matter what, if anything, when it when when issues arise, that we're gonna we're gonna take care of it and take care of it in a pretty quick manner and make sure that. It's working properly. Is that fueled from being displeased by other companies and how I they think were yeah, I mean I think, you know, the probably the reputation with people and products nowadays isn't right. as you know, honest or as transparent as maybe you would think. You know, some, some sometimes you go to buy a product and you're like, oh, I hope I don't have any issues because I don't even wanna know what this process is like right. getting things fixed and and so hopefully we can be like a, a breath of fresh air in that industry, in that space. I mean it's not I, I I used to I hear it um, that you know a customer would call in and something would happen and it's like seriously you, like you're just gonna send me the part Are you for real it's like yeah I'm I'm happy to do that that's yeah. I, I want to make sure that that's gonna be working properly um, it's so that's just in, instilled in all of us and you know I, you know to be honest it is the right thing to do if 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 there's an issue with the product you know we're gonna take care of it. So, I would hope other companies kind of like would
0: do that. Treating your customers the way that you'd want to be treated if Total you were the customer. Isn't
1: that like the golden rule or something? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. hear that growing up. Maybe right? something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Mom. Uh, yeah.
2: It's funny that's, I learned something. That's what's really happening with like bike shops, right? I mean, you can buy just about everything online. The thing that separates a bike shop from going online is the service. Yeah. And you know, without that and you, not
0: just the service department is the customer service. Right. Yeah.
2: I mean, if I walk in the door and there's somebody that's willing to greets me when I walk in and then shows me the product and, you know, maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing and they steer me in the right direction or, or I have a problem and I go back in and I can see a person and talk to them, Sure. I, I'll pay more for that. Like, that's what's different than buying it online. Um, that's what's different than buying the big-name racks, right? I mean, they're not going to do that for you. Yeah. I'm not going to call up and necessarily deal with a, an actual person that's going to help me out and I've noticed that with some of the smaller uh, component manufacturers as well. Like, call them up; you have a problem, they they hook you up, and that's really what it's all about.
1: Yep, service. I mean, it's not rocket science, but it's it's how you should, you know, in my opinion, how you should do business. Right, it's the right thing to do.
0: Well, and I would I would assume that there is there is something that is related to the bottom line here, which is how many bike shops have gone under because they couldn't figure out the do I sell online or how do I compete with the online space? And a lot of shops that have really kind of rised above are the ones that understand like, yeah, I'm going to put some stuff online, but I'm also going to take my customer service up to a whole nother level
1: mm-hmm.
0: from, from, from your side of the coin from Coat, like Craig, I you know, I can kind of imagine that it's, it's more of a, we're going to set a different standard here and make sure that, if somebody's like, Oh, that's a cool rack, they're also like, Yeah, and the company takes care of me if I
1: need it. Exactly. That it's, word
0: of mouth is gold for you, right? Yeah, it's a
1: great rack, but let me tell you about what happened when and what they did. Right. Right. that peace of mind is pretty important in my opinion. When knowing it's like it's like a relief, like, cool, I will invest knowing that no matter what, I got you helping me out on you know, if I ever have issues. That's
0: Well, and let's be honest, the racks aren't cheap. It's not they're it's not, not cheap. An, it's not an inexpensive thing that you're putting on. It's so if you're going to invest your money in something to know that they're going to be behind you and the whole, the whole, te- the whole, the whole, down the whole road. Wow. I'm stumbling over my words big time <laughs> right there <clears throat> to know that the company is going to be behind you the whole entire way. That's huge. And to have other people be able to speak on that behalf for you because you, that they were that person in Moab. Totally. Their trip was ruined because their rack failed and you're like, no, it's not. You'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're the hero and now they're going to tell everybody about the fact that you're the hero. Service, service, service. <laughs> well, and the fact that it stems from you guys actually having a culture of like, I mean, it's not family owned business. I mean, it, I'm sure it is a family owned business, but it's like, it sounds like
1: it's family owned by 30 people. It feels that way. I mean, yeah. each and every one of us feel so invested that, you know, it, it's when things are going well, you know, we feel very proud when things are not. I mean, we, you know. We might be losing sleep at night. We want to figure out how to how we we can continue to 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 innovate and grow and um, have more awareness. So we know we all take it very personally. Personally, nice, nice. And I think in the uh, the end
0: result is that you can see it in the product,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny because Matt Karen's the first one that introduced me to the racks. He showed oh, yeah. up to Dirtbag Weekend. He was one of the with, first people I ever saw with one of with them. With one of the racks. He's, and he breaks out the uh, the bike stand attachment. I'm like, <laughs> mind blown. Like, Who came up with this idea? This is genius.
0: So we do a, a weekend every year that we call Dirtbag Weekend, okay. which is like a group of us friends who've known each other for years. And instead of going golfing like everybody else does, we go, we go for golfing. a mountain bike weekend. And Matt Carroway the, the guy that always has the latest and greatest. Yeah. yeah. And one year it was your rack that was the latest and greatest. And we were all like,
2: dude. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. Everything about that rack is just, it's a sexy looking rack. I mean, it's, and uh, especially being an aluminum rack in New England with the salt we sure. have. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know. My, my regular rack just goes through the ringer. The rust is pouring off it. It's two years old now, and it's, I don't know. Carolina yeah winter's tough
1: it's it gets cold up here and it gets uh it's the salt it's mag chloride or salt sprays or yeah
2: and uh can, you know it can be tough fat biking now we're
1: right it's around i mean year cycling around. is more and more emerging to there is no season it's just i've got a piece of equipment to ride at any day at any time
0: yeah right. yeah well cool Sean, any other questions that you have before I turn it off again?
2: I think that's it. I'm sure I'll come up with a bunch as soon as you turn it off. But. <laughs>
1: that's how it yeah. works. That's how it works. I'll do a check-in. <laughs> well, thanks again. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you doing round two here. Totally. <laughs> it's, it's Cool. Gonna, it's cooling off. It's going to be awesome to hit, hit some of these demo loops. Yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to go red soon or what? i got to get ready for this podcast.
2: So, I'm gonna go ride some. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so Sean's gonna ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks everybody.
1: All right, see ya. I got my tires creeping dirt, branches whipping my face. I'm going way too fast, but I ain't touching my brakes. Shift to swerving trees, catching the breezes, I wind on down these green and dirty trails.